Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot shot first. 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 This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about the Delta Force. Too soon, Delta Force. If I never hear that song again, it'll be too soon. Are you kidding me? I loved it. That was. It was played every two seconds. It was my favorite part of the movie. I mean, Alan Silvestri at his best. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 1986. Uh, it's directed by Menaheim Golan. Golan? Golan? I don't know. <laughs> Written by James Brunner. Menaheim Golan. Starring Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin, Martin Balsam, Robert Forrester, Joey Bishop, uh, Lainey Kazan, George Kennedy, Susan Strasberg, others. Shelley Winters. Robert Vaughn. Yeah, th- Jeff, I I didn't... I, I know who Joy Bishop is, but I wouldn't recognize him. The singer? Yeah. I yeah, don't know, I Jeff, know. you know. No. I figured you might know, because like, your, your, your parents might have been into that. Oh, he, okay. He was one, the of the rat, one of the Rat Pack. Yeah, That's I know. Right. I know the name other than that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, it was one of the old guys that got called up. Um, all right, well, Alex, this is your movie. Please discuss it. <laughs> uh, well, this comes from uh, Canon Films, which 90% I love because they're Canon Films had a reputation of making movies real cheap, real fast. Um, and back in the day, this was one that I remember watching with my dad, and Chuck Norris and all those action stars were all the rage. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Norris. Oh my! He he was even at a taking classes at a dojo in Mexico, and Chuck Norris visited the dojo once to, yeah. to like do one of the classes. Huh. Um. So yeah, big Chuck Norris fan, just all around action fan back then, and uh, yeah, the movie does not hold up. <laughs> it's not as good as I remember as a kid. Oof. I can't imagine liking this even as a kid. There were certainly elements, but we'll definitely talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I just tuned out the whole movie up until like the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all I can cars, remember. Yeah, yeah. The blue lights, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, I have a memory of watching this movie because as Alex said, like 
action movies were all the rage. Every give us the Schwarzenegger, give us Stallone, Chuck Norris, whatever. But I did not remember anything in this movie except him sliding down the zip line with his Uzi and yeah. and the with motorcycle just a with the, hand. and the motorcycle with the rockets. I was expecting a nonstop action movie, and this movie is anything but. Um, so yeah, this is probably the second or third time I've ever seen it, and basically the first time because I did not remember anything. Scott, uh, rented it on Amazon. I should say. Uh, I vaguely remember this being on Channel 13, one of those movies. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember a little bit of the motorcycle and Lee Marvin. <laughs> and that was about yeah, it. The beanie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did, nothing stuck with me outside of that. Um, yeah, we, we, were, we were talking off air last week about like things that happened in this and maybe things that happened in Invasion USA. Uh, I'm glad this was the the motorcycle <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I think it's probably the first time I can remember watching it all the way through. Um, and wow, <laughs> <laughs> De- mm-hmm. definitely a, a Golden Globus uh, joint to be sure. And I remember this being like gorier or more violent which is why i didn't watch it as much but it's really not i mean there's a couple of scenes but mm-hmm. like compared to commando <laughs> it's tame as far as the gore and violence and stuff so i but maybe it's more realistic uh, i don't know i think really the only kind of i don't know the, the best way to put it the the kind of shocking violence in this is when they kill the guy on the airplane, that's about it. Yeah, the rest of it's just like cartoonishy, yeah. like <laughs> like GI Joe bullshit. Yeah, which does well. We'll talk. We'll talk about that as movie goes as you go along. So let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items. Uh, here we go, uh, Alex. What's your number seven? <laughs> My number seven is out in a dinghy, hiding from the spotlights. Which was <laughs> my first what? big laugh. One shot movie. only. One shot. One shot yeah. only. So we only get one shot. Oh god! Uh, they're getting uh, Chuck Norris and a couple of the Delta Force are getting ready to infiltrate through the sewers because that was all the rage in the eighties back then. I guess infiltrating through the sewers, just like Rambo. Um, and they had, you know, of course, their um, whatever they the diving suits, thermals. The, the what scuba, are they scuba gear. Scuba gear. But they had really big, it seemed almost oversized oxygen tanks, and they were bright yellow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, they, almost incandescent. Yeah. When, when the spotlight <laughs> goes over them and they... Yeah, rolls over them. They, they just duck, which makes their tanks more prominent. I know. They don't even completely get out of the spotlight. You can still see the spotlight <laughs> on the edge of the yellow tanks. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe they're alive. Oh, man. This, is, this It reminded me of, like, RRR when he's, he's crawling around, like... like we get that it's supposed to be dark, but <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, but the, yeah. The bright yellow tanks cracked me up. Yeah, that's I think a, that's at the spot of the movie where I was like, okay, now I'm paying attention again. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that was a a, a Globus thing to or the, the a Golan thing because they were like, yeah, we can have them black, but then we couldn't see them for the underwater shots. So everybody's wearing bright yellow. <laughs> They'll just mm-hmm. duck I, under the spotlight. That's what I figured. 
I figured they just ordered scuba tanks and like, well, they're yellow. That too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not yeah. Well, yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Paint them black. Nah, we don't got time for paint. We don't have a paint <laughs> <Yeah>. budget. <laughs> we don't. Speaking of budget, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the because I was wondering myself, because this is a canon film, I guess the movie was budgeted for $9 million. It cost $9 million to wow. make. Uh, I know, it seems high <laughs> for a canon film, especially in the 80s. Because uh, they had, like, the jet flyovers and everything, and I think they shot on at least some of it on location. Maybe not Beirut itself, but other places. And it grossed, like, around $49 million, so... This movie did pretty well. Huge success. Yeah, can I just throw a bunch of shit out there? Some of it will stick, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number seven. My list is way more than seven. Uh, I'll just kind of knock <laughs> these off. And like, you, you already took the bright yellow air tanks out of my list. So, uh, uh, well, what am I going to pick here? Uh, I just have... Fucking Uzis. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Was... I, I, I didn't quite make my list, but yes. Thank you. <laughs> the coolest machine guns ever. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the Nothing like having the stealth operation and then popping up and firing from the hip. <laughs> Akimbo. He's like, well, like, it worked. I, oh, yeah. I, laughed, out, I laughed out loud God. when they, they go to the, uh, wherever they have the second set of hostages and they're not there. And for whatever reason, all the, the, the terrorist Shoot guys are all rounded room. up. The way he shot over the wall, like, he was, like, under, like, his armpit. He was, like, yeah. <laughs> like so fucking awkward. Like, give, give somebody an assault rifle, please. Seriously. <laughs> like, no. I, I don't know cool. much about actual military tactics, but I'm pretty sure you don't go in stealth missions like that with Uzis. I'm willing to bet, like, a lot of money that, yeah, the real Delta Force isn't rocking... <laughs> Uzis when they're infiltrating yeah. downtown Beirut. No. <laughs> to be fair, so the we, Uzis do look cool. <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's the only reason they're in there, or they were sponsored by yeah. Uzi or well, something. I have no idea. I mean, it's a, it's an mm-hmm. Israeli mm-hmm. gun, right? I guess that makes sense. But, uh, For the Israeli army, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I doubt the Israelis are using it like. It's standard, like, imagery uh, and stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I remember as a kid, I thought Uzis were yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, but, oh, my God. They're just killing me. That one, then he puts a silencer on him at one point, or at least Lee Marvin does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stealth tickets. Also, uh, like... The, on dirt bikes that have make a lot of noise. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, like, the, the big chase scene when he's doing the bursts, that, like, those are emptying clips. Like, <laughs> when those... That's oh, like yeah. a whole clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not <laughs> or magazine or whatever it is. I'm not. I'm not an expert on guns, but I'm pretty sure it empties <laughs> your ammunition. Yeah. Okay. All right, Alex, number seven. That was my number seven. Hiding from the spotlights. Sorry, Scott, number seven. Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven. <laughs> We're on camera. <laughs> you still can't tell us apart. I did. Well, it's highlighted <laughs> now. It's, it's off a of grid view. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the I, I like how the movie attempted the bare minimum to kind of lay the way for all the jingoism. Like, it's the barest amount of lip service to the, the terrorists, like, kind of trying to justify themselves and not being complete monsters. You know, they let the yeah. women and children off the plane. Like, the one guy gives, like, the bear back and, and, and he talks about how he had a daughter and... Uh, 
but then like they did the only reason they did that though was just so Chuck Norris could like beat up the guy at the end and we you know we wouldn't have any sympathy at that point like <laughs> it's just uh the yeah this this movie only gets made in the 80s uh mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a special time in, in American cinema for this like uh, it was like this and, and Team America are, <laughs> are like companion pieces uh, to go to go along with yours, I have on my list. Um, yeah, he they sit there, they're, they're rounding, <laughs> they're doing the Holocaust part, duh, rounding up all the Jews, beating the crap out of these Navy guys, and then, oh, come here, pregnant lady, here's a pillow for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. lay down. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, you okay, the... you need anything? Yeah, but yeah, I need you to get out this plane. <laughs> I couldn't even oh decide if that was like, if that was just mis- like out and out misogyny or <laughs> like oh there's no way the women can can like do anything else other than just like complain and and be conscientious conscientious objectors yeah, uh, i don't know yeah. it's yeah it's funny all right alex number six my number six is explosion there's explosion at the there's explosion at the start, and I hope you savored it because there's not going to be one for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> there's just explosion. Fifty when the first when so when the plane lands or whatever, there was, it was fifty nine minutes till the first gunshot was fired in this action movie. <laughs> I I did not wow. understand that opening scene. By the way. Helicopter blows yeah. up, and then they're all running for planes. Yeah, I know. And, and they're all like, oh, the, the operation went sideways. We got screwed. And there's, like, no other explanation of what happened. Like, we didn't even find out that people died until they just talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, they're like, oh, we better not screw this up like last time. <laughs> I know. I was in Vietnam for two tours when they were making decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retired. God. Yeah, I'm resigning. <laughs> I do. I can't think of. Can you guys think of another movie where somebody in the military says, "I'm resigning"? Like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never seen it happen. I had looked it up because I didn't even know if it was a real thing. Um, if that's a thing you can do, which it is. Um, I don't know that they have to accept your resignation, but you can resign, or at least put in for, for your resignation. Is that like once you become a... Uh, like an officer. Yeah, an officer. Like where you're getting paid and everything as opposed to a... What was the commissioned a commissioned officer Non-com. versus... Yeah. I still don't know the difference between that. I probably... <laughs> I, I wonder if when he said that, that he was in Vietnam. Well, Apolo- they were apologies making decisions. to any of our listeners that, that are in the military. Yeah. Yeah, our, I know our, nothing. Our knowledge is seriously lacking. <laughs> I know they don't use Uzis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> Not normally, that, yeah. anyways. I'm also pretty yeah. sure they don't. When you when you're going into combat, you don't slap on an American flag patch on your arm. The Delta Force, and in the wrong direction. Which, that was bothering. No, in the wrong me. direction. Yes, yes. Uh, oh my we'll god. We'll talk more yeah. about that later. We'll talk more. Oh, about that later. Well, that's an actual thing. No, they. No. Yeah, it's supposed to be blue forward. They had them. The, they had oh, the stripes. I didn't even notice that. That. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was incorrect. <laughs> But like, the fact they're even putting it on, it, yes, is, we'll talk yeah. more about that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, when he when he mentioned Vietnam, I'm wondering if that was a nod to his two mission missing in action movies that he did previously, or just every action movie was callback to Nam. What? Because 
One of those missing action movies is super fucked up. It might be the first one. Yeah, probably. Where you actually, like, the whole movie is in, like, one of those prison camps, and it's pretty awful. And it's very violent, and also something that only made in the 80s. But anyways, mm-hmm. we digress. All right. Uh, excuse me. Uh, my number six is... Uh, Love to wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the equivalent of um, well, like I know you don't you don't watch a lot of the fast movies, but anytime they hit the nitro, uh, <laughs> but also um, when we watch the last stand, how you put it into like seventeenth gear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This guy, every single time, every between every stunt, the guy was popping wheelies. I got to get on the plane before I get up. Let me pop a wheelie next to it first. Well, that's how you know he's going fast. Oh, God. The uh, the 1080 did make it pretty funny to be able to spot the uh, stunt rider. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That was my next thing. <laughs> the stunt driver was pretty obviously yeah. not Chuck Norris. Like Chuck Norris shave. The, 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 Chuck, the Chuck hair. Yeah. I feel like that that whole subplot about him resigning was just so that Chuck Norris could keep his hair. <laughs> but he had it at the beginning when he wasn't resigned. Did he? Yeah. I think he had the hat on, didn't he? He had a hat on. Oh. Maybe. And and a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> that, he, well. that that was not that he didn't tear the sleeves off. It would just was like tailored that way. <laughs> Show off the guns. I I'm also willing to guess that was not a standard military issue. <laughs> sleeveless shirt because it wasn't a tank top not that the military necessarily has tank tops I don't know just saying alright uh, Scott number six number six laughed out loud when they so they had the, uh, the not subtitles title card no like whatever for the locations and the, and the scene transitions sometimes mm-hmm. and I laughed out loud when they did Beirut Center of town, terrorist headquarters. Yes, <laughs> that was Team America right there. Oh yeah. god, like that! Was, I can't believe somebody was like, "Yeah, that, that's fine." Like, you could just <laughs> say good. like downtown Beirut or like Beirut near the the, the sea or whatever. That'd be terrorist headquarters, <laughs> as if that is a like. A location you could get up on, what is this, 86? What what, what was the... On uh, the yellow pages. Yellow pages. The Or would that be the white pages? What were the, the maps? Like, my mom was like a diehard... The Tom's something? Thomas uh, Guide? Thomas Guide, thank you. Yeah. Like a Thomas Guide map. If you look at the Thomas Guide map of Lebanon, <laughs> there were the terrorist headquarters. Guide? Like, <laughs> oh, God. So, anyways, yeah, that that was really that that made me laugh. Terrorist right. headquarters. Alex number five. My number five is that Chuck Norris wasn't very good in this movie. Nope. <laughs> like he didn't emote. He he emotes like uh, uh, what's his face, Harrison Ford does now in his nineties. Um, there's not a lot of martial arts. It was mostly pew pews with the Uzis. So it's like, besides the, the one-handed zip line that he does, it's like, eh, Chuck Norris doesn't really do a lot in this movie. He, he really puts doesn't. some He puts sticky cigars onto a ceiling and then explodes them. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. God. 
that scene. Just building that ladder contraption out of nowhere. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, they were carrying that stuff with them? Yeah. It's Delta Force. Delta Force. Yeah. Also, how did they know they weren't going to kill somebody? Exactly. Uh, Delta Force. Delta Force. <laughs> wasn't easy. How did they know yeah, that was the room? How did they know, yeah. like, all this stuff? Like, where did they get all this intelligence? Show some training to take the plane, which, by the way, they never do. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the real training would have been needed to storm the, the school compound anyway. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah, thanks, Lee Marvin. Yeah. There was almost an action scene, and then there wasn't. <laughs> oh, God. That, you talk about when he came out with the siren or whatever? Yeah. What the hell? That was... Oh, I have more to say about that later. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like, I like how in over the Algiers that they had a... Uh, they had the American police <laughs> siren on there. <laughs> the little cart. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what am, my number number five is, yeah, this first hour of the movie where it's not at all what I suspected. It's very race, race, racially, or not race, is it race or xenophobia, whatever, just with all the Jewish stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. before it gets to that, these guys are hijacking a plane. And that's not even one of their goals. Like, has the, it's halfway through the mission they realized, oh, there might be Jewish people on this plane. Now we gotta like handle this yeah, separately. Yeah, like, like I don't under, like that didn't make any sense to me. Like that was not yeah, a part they, of the thing they, until they saw a piece of jewelry. They were definitely willing like, to go off mission on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? And then all of a sudden it turns into Schindler's List, and it's the most dramatic. Like, what am we watching here? Like, I wasn't. This is a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. Maybe we're bringing baggage in from Texas Walker Ranger or whatever, but... They never do explain, like, why they necessarily needed to separate out the Jewish ones. So they just hold them in, like, a different spot. Like, they don't... Well, because they were going to kill them, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Like, just they're just being... I guess. Middle Eastern motives, in quotes here. Like, I, I don't know, but it... Yeah, it made no sense. And the why that just happens during the thing. And yeah. then the... Are you going to talk about the Navy dudes on the plane? Or no? Uh, no not on my really, list. Really. One of those is actually Chuck Norris's kid in real life, by the way. All right. I what the hell? What? Like, I, I know we're coming at this from a post-9-11 thing where you... you we would handle things differently now, right? Like you've seen other, yeah. but it's these three military guys are just sitting acting like the biggest chumps of all time. And then, and then at one point the guy goes, all right, all the women on the outside, the men on the inside or vice versa. Like that makes me sense to me. Like, okay, that's strategic. So the guys can't easily grab you or something like that. But then they, they didn't, they didn't carry the three army dudes. These big giant rip dudes are just sitting all in one section at the back of the plane. Like, uh. <laughs> and, well, they they uh, had the uh, whole conversation about the one guy's like we got to play the game, like and, and that isn't to say like in, in a real life situation that the like those guys should have acted or or would have been up for it, but like the movie goes out of their way to point out that they're ready to do it and they just decide not to like until the point where they can't anymore. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I know like until if I remember correctly, there was a bunch of hijackings in the eighty, and a lot of the times. They would just get them to land somewhere or whatever, and there wasn't. They weren't killing the people or anything. So, like, like I said, we coming out from a post nine eleven world where that didn't happen and it was much worse. And so you would take the chance on getting the guys or something, right? Like, I, 
Anyway, it bugged me a little bit, but maybe mm-hmm. it shouldn't. But what did bug me was all of a sudden half through the mission, they decided, oh, yeah, we don't like Jewish people and we should separate them and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Your, so your point leads me into mine, which is that they they dragged the movie to a screeching halt for the the German objector. <laughs> I was like, what is the point of this? So they, they have the, the German flight attendant. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's got to figure out, like, all the Jewish passengers. And she's like, I, I, I don't know how to do it. Like, how do you expect me to do this? And they yell at her, blah, blah, blah. And then she breaks down. Don't you understand? I can't do it. I'm German. <laughs> like, the movie stops to make a point about how the the Germans were, were wrong for what they did. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, yes. Like, mm-hmm. but... It, it's such a weird, like, thing to include. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, maybe the the, the Golan Brothers or whatever Golan Globus, like, they're they're just again rightfully so hung up on this idea. Um, but yeah, just to to have it thrown there, and I, I I couldn't figure out like what the what the takeaway was supposed to be from that, of of like. The Germans feel bad about it now, or the Germans should still feel bad about it, or that this is still happening to Jewish people. Uh, like I, I don't, I don't know like what the point of her character was um, from from that regard. Uh, or maybe she just wasn't gonna let it happen again. It's like, nope, I can't do it. This ain't happening again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get like why she like objected in the movie but for them to like insert her into the movie that's that's what i don't understand um mm. it'd be deep that's why <laughs> yeah maybe that's was it I mean, they thought they were they were they're being oh wow that's a deep and hey yeah. the flight attendant is german on <laughs> <laughs> this american airline <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey they had a russian american too that is true that's true yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And then just one thing I did, but this is kind of loosely based off of real life events. So maybe they were trying to feed some of that in. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Are there really like 500 people in the Delta Force? Because <laughs> it seems like there was 500 people in the Delta Force. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that part, but the, the flight being hijacked from Athens and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't <sighs> All right. Where are we at now? Alex, number four? Yes. All right. Uh, probably the most prominent thing that I remember from this film, aside from the VHX, VHS uh, box cover art, is the rocket cycle. More to say about as that. <laughs> impractical as that motorcycle is, it's like okay, that's pretty neat. It's it's a rocket. It shoots rockets from the front, but after it shoots the rockets, those are machine guns in the front, and it also tosses mortars from the back. Multiple mortars, by the way. Yeah. It's not just one and done. <laughs> so, I literally, when he shot him out the back, I was literally thinking of the, the what is it, the Rude Knight from uh, by the Monty, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, whatever, when he, <laughs> I fart in your general direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I said I forgot about the bikes until I saw them, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this for some reason." Yeah, it, it, and the dune buggies. And the... Yeah, it, it is funny to to think about like th- this 
This couldn't have been the first movie where motorcycles magically jump over shit. Um, mm-hmm. But they're still doing it today. Like <laughs> this is this is yeah. not this is not a convention that has gone away. Like yeah. it happens, it still happens all the time. Where uh, I mean, maybe well, how did, how did you get over so that pile of yeah. boxes? Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> really he wheelied over it. Like, I, I don't know yeah, he wheelied over them. Um, you can do that. Yeah. So that that is funny that that is still completely a thing in action movies. Definitely, excuse me. All right, uh, on to my number four. Um, and it, there were two car chase moments that were freaking awful. Um, one is there was a slow movie truck fight where he's like in the car, with, like trying. It was basically the Indiana Jones one, but filmed at two miles an hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the sense of speed was not the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the? Someone let their foot off the brake, and it's 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 moving downhill slightly. <laughs> like the camera cuts over to like. The the road like the the washout next to the road and there's barely a dip like yeah <laughs> that would not have been the worst thing to happen. <laughs> God, and then there was an, I just have a car chase. There was an earlier car chase I thought was pretty bad too, but just the slow moving one. It was just like oh my god, it's like Indiana Jones except not the uh, the highlight of the the car chase through Beirut was when they did the the slow motion money shot when they drove through the melon cart. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of those works. Awesome. <laughs> that's what they're going for for the whole whole thing. Well, then the two cars chasing them were basically with the mounted guns. Or basically, the guy in the back was basically shooting through the car in front of him the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, his friendly fire was turned off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so well, they, they also like how they had to drag that. All of a sudden, Chuck Norris like turned turned into a stormtrooper. The one time in the movie we can't hit anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had an Uzi. Well, he's like pinpoint accurate with it for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's the sniping right. folds with that thing. All right, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four. Speaking of of bike stunts, the uh, and and slow moving things, the the bike to the rope to the plane stunt was cool, but they're going so slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Again. I don't, I don't know what they could have done to make, to, to add in a little more speed, like maybe go faster. Also, I, I, I kept expecting him to get sucked in the jet engine when he drove by. Drove <laughs> me by. too. Um, but yeah, mean? just that is stunt double. <laughs> and then he had to like stand on up to go faster so he could reach the rope. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that that is actually the speed that, any other director would have filmed that stunt at, but they just didn't know how to film it. <laughs> no, not sped it up. They just didn't know how to film yeah, it. No. I mean, they could have. I guarantee it. there's there's camera techniques that you can use to make it seem like they're going, you know, yeah. sixty miles an hour down. Well, the road. they could they could have filmed it at like eighteen frames and then and then sped it up to like. Yeah, uh, you know. but that looks weird. That would look weird. As I mean, a, they could have done that. That's slow. done in the fifties. <laughs> well, that would have looked comical. They were going. But there, there are there are other techniques. I mean, it was like, still like the idea behind it's still a cool stunt because the motorcycle is still like he, he's still having to go fast enough that he can like keep the bike upright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. what minimum speed is for that. Like like ten miles an hour, five. Like if you're going to stand on it, you got to be going at least ten or fifteen, right? If I'm not crazy. Um, uh, I could stand yeah. on my BMX bike going a couple, going barely at all. <laughs> There you go. I could. But what I was thinking is that thing was that chase was going so long 
that are like, there's not enough runway. And then they they, they, they call him out. I don't know if I have enough runway. You better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only get one shot. Just do it. All right. They couldn't have like thrown like a couple bushes or something like on the road. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretend like it was at the end. All right. Uh, what was that? Oh, number Where did we four. leave off? That was your number four? Yeah. <coughs> All right. So Alex, number three. Uh, my number three was the Beirut chase scene in the VW bus, which it starts off great. <laughs> They're hiding in plain sight. Nobody suspects anything. And then the priest that, just, that they just captured just rats him out by trying to warn them. It's like if he just would have kept quiet, they could have just gone quietly on their merry way. But then there yeah. wouldn't have to be a car chase. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But I always love car chases when they go through like little towns or narrow streets and stuff like that. Barely avoiding, you know, not just bullets or the other cars chasing them, but buildings and, and going through mango carts and stuff like that. That was great. Let's go in there and go down the steps. Sir. Yeah. And you mentioned the VW bus. I thought it was only Libyans who drive the... Libyan <laughs> that drive the VW bus. That's right. <laughs> it's the Libyans! All right. Uh, my number three uh, is... Okay, that scene when they're... The first time they're going to jump on the plane and then Lee Marvin just comes fucking flying in with the siren. Like, I... Because uh, yeah, there was too many men. There's no more hostages in there. Uh, but there could have been, a, and he got his man killed, or one of his guys shot for that, right? Or no, they got the they killed one of the passengers. Like, couldn't there have been a better way to like that engage? Well, they turned off the radios. They went radio yeah, for silent some, for some reason. Yeah, the radio stopped working. Yeah. yeah. No, because they turned them off. They said, "Okay, sixty seconds, radio silence now." And Except for the rest waiting. of the movie, their Delta going. Force has their radios on. Yeah, I mean, well, they learned a lesson. <laughs> God. <laughs> So mad when that happened. I was like, finally some action. Oh. Also, again, I like that it was the American police siren. Like, <laughs> either they added that in or Delta Force showed up with the American police siren. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Delta Force. Him on that Jeep with his eyebrows rippling in the breeze. <laughs> there were a couple shots of him that he, he looked like an ant. <laughs> Call him Treebeard. All right, Scott, number three. Number three is the main theme. It's badass. <laughs> like this, this is prime like eighties. Like not not as cool as Steel Drum uh, from Commando, but right. Uh, but this, like as a kid, anyways, like this would have been stuck in my head. Uh, as it's kind of stuck in my head now. Uh, but it's 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 rousing. It's just funny that it's Alan Silvestri too, who who went on to do much 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 better films. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he went to the Canon School of Filmmaking. Everybody comes out <laughs> ragged out of that school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like the main theme, and yes, they they do play it pretty much incessantly until till the end when they have sort of the the super downer <laughs> ending. Until until Chuck gets over it real fast. <laughs> I don't know if someone's going to talk about that. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I like the main thing. All right. Scott, no, or Alex, number two. My number two is <laughs> Celebrating on the Jet Back Home, sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got their bud. They're happy, Warm laughing and crying. <laughs> except for... Uh, 
Except for the Delta Force who's sad because one of the guys, the guy that he saved from the chopper at the beginning, got shot. Oh, that was the same guy? And he expired. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. See? Irony. A little too <laughs> ironic, don't you think? And yeah, I really do. And think. Uh, yeah, I guess they, they were going for a uh, Seven Samurai type of deal where it's like, oh, we didn't, Delta Force didn't win. This hostages would because we lost a guy after we killed like I don't know seven hundred people in Beirut. Well, I think I think the whole point in that scene and it, and it was incredibly ham-fisted was uh, yeah this, this is this is this is what the American military does like we really <laughs> lay down our lives so people can go celebrate and then we get back on a plane and do it again yeah <laughs> and then Chuck again is like all smiles when he holds out his hand to Lee Marvin. Like, he basically gets over it in the walk from plane to the other plane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. There was a special a special thanks to Anheuser-Busch, if you guys didn't see it in the credits. <laughs> so they went out of their way to show that it was like 110 degrees on that plane, at least, um, sitting on the tarmac. And they ran out those beers that, that had to be at least like 90 degrees. Mm, like, I'm sure that tasted real good. Well, when it, it was appears American 90 degrees, beer. yeah, I always ice cold. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two. Sorry, Scott. It's the music. It was kicking my ass. <laughs> I mean, the, the tune's kind of okay, but it was just on loop. Like, it was, especially the last 30 minutes. I just kept playing it. A stunt would happen. And whatever the stupid thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so. It, I felt. I said it sounds like MIDI music too. It sounds like I was playing on my computer twenty years ago, mm-hmm. um, thirty years ago. I, I, I wonder if this wasn't one of the the main uh, inspirations for Team America. How they keep playing this, the, the Team America song constantly, yeah. and we'll put like a variation on it, like when things are sad, and, <laughs> and they'll slow it down. And, uh, yeah. I wonder, maybe. All right. Well, Scott number two. Uh, my number two is, and what we've, we've talked about this, but for for being a covert special forces team, they're fucking terrible at the covert part. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, nothing they do is is like even close to covert. Like, I guess they wear black towards the end of the movie, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, just the larger list of things. So you mentioned the bright yellow uh, uh, scuba gear. When they're landing in Algiers, they're landing at a public airport, for starters, on a military plane, which has a big old American flag on the outside, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they call into the radio tower, like, this is Delta One. <laughs> this is Delta Force landing. How yeah. are they going to know it's them? Yeah, and then they, they just pony up to some hangar there, like, no one's going to notice. Um, and then Chuck's just like hanging out on the other side of that car with the Uzi out, like completely like inconspicuous, right? Um, Mm -hmm. they, they show up in like a giant boat (laughs) before that, when they get to Beirut. Oh yeah. Um, That was very stealthy boat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't even show how they unloaded all of the... Or did they? Did they show how they unloaded all of the, the vehicles? I don't think so, because the guys jumped out and they were like knee deep in the water. Yeah, so, so yeah. where the fuck did they get all the... <laughs> and anyways, they're, they're rolling up to all these places in the with the motorcycles and the 
and the doom buggies. And mm-hmm. the movie, like, smartly, like, cuts out the sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dirt bikes are, like, the loudest fucking thing yeah, in the world. Yeah, I doubt the doom buggies are much better. And for some for reason, they go into silent mode. Um, yeah, with like, the blue lights. Yeah. Yeah, night they, they go in guns blazing. Um, the, the, the American patches, by the way, the American flag patches, like... It seems like the last thing you would want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just all, all these different things. Um, like, How are they going to know we're the good guys if we don't have the American flag on the... When, 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 when they're in Algiers, again, Lee Marvin's in the control tower, and it's just him and a couple of dudes that are like the locals. And like, <laughs> it seems like... That's a security risk, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, just all, all that stuff. They're just not good at the that part. And then they show up, and it's almost insulting, like, a quarter of the group. So so they're supposed to be, like, like Algiers, uh, like, airplane workers, right? For, like, half of them are just blonde-haired, blue-eyed, but they have the... the um, whatever the shawls are called, um, like wrapped around their heads. Um, and then you have like people like Chuck Norris standing around, but he's got the coveralls. So <laughs> he must be mm-hmm. one of the locals. <laughs> um, who I, I actually don't know like what the, like typical, like if Steve James would, would fit in, but I'm guessing not. <laughs> um, by, by the way, um, I don't want mention, uh, Steve James is a welcome addition to any movie. Oh hell yeah! Um, and He's I, the canon staple, and I was I was very happy to see him here. Um, mm-hmm. Who's Steve James? He he was uh, Bobby. He's the only black guy in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not true. There were a couple Delta Force guys. Yeah, one of the Navy guys was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked familiar, but what do I know? Uh, American Ninja. Okay. Um, Tim and Michael Dudikoff. He was he was in. Did we ever do? I'm gonna get you, sucker. No. He was kind of like for Joe in that one. Oh, um, uh, we should watch that. What was he in? That... Oh, he was in Mantis. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's responsible for what might be the, the greatest line in, in, in movie history, which I've mentioned several times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know how long I've been fighting ninjas? <laughs> Fade to credits. It's <laughs> um, great. Uh, so. Let's see. He was in Moonlighting. He was in Avenging Force. Did you watch yeah, that? I'm looking. I don't know any of this stuff. P.O.W. So. The Escape. <laughs> uh, Steve American Ninja. Great, yeah. Weird. Yo, Weird Science. He's Guy at a Table. Yeah. He was a med- medical m- hospital intern in Mask. <sighs> I can't anyway, watch that movie. Anyway, they, they're bad at being covert. <laughs> yes. Did you guys Agreed. notice Kevin Dillon, by the way? No. Dillon. Yeah. There was one scene where he was like in front, front and center in the camera, but he's just like one of the Delta Force guys, like his Emmy lines. Wait, is he the one I was just staring blankly? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that kid. I thought he like looked familiar. And, um, also, I, I looking at the credits, um, Michael T. Williamson was also one of the Delta guys, but I wasn't able to spot him. But he would have been like super young in this, so I don't know. Um, did, did you, it took me forever to figure out that the main... Uh, terrorist is Robert Forrest. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. Um, I props to Forrester because, like, 
yes, he's he's basically doing brownface, but he he keeps it very low key, like for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So like he could have been ridiculous with it, um, but it looks like he like put a lot of work into it. So I, I kind of respect it. <laughs> yeah. Like like you know with the I mean who knows how accurate the accent actually was or whatever, but um, it seems like yeah he put in the work. Uh, yeah. That could have been a lot cheesier. So I'll give I'll give Forrest. It's funny because I kept picturing him and uh, Jackie Brown with like the buzz cut. And the <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah it's weird. All right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is the the whole action scene at the end, saving the hostages, killing all the bad guys. It's that's what you expect out of an eighties movie, really. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm sad that it didn't happen a lot sooner. Um, but maybe uh, I like all those scenes a lot more because there was just such a dry spell of no action up until like the last 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was great. All the cheesy glory of an 80s movie all packed in to 30 minutes. He even meets, <laughs> he even meets Forrester at his house. Yeah. Trying, <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, he's trying to run away and everything. He thinks he's scot free, so he just stops at a house. Like, makes himself some tea. I think he was just getting ready to sit down and watch some television. <laughs> and then Chuck Norris comes a knocking. Oh, man. Talk about Chekhov's window. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, there's, there's a 100% chance he's going to drive the motorcycle. Through the window. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there it and is. And then Resident Evil <laughs> yeah. stole that and made it worse. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that, that, all right. that fight scene, Alex... Um, I gets uh, my my top prize for the most ridiculous thing in the entire movie when he jump kicks through the window <laughs> to oh, like yeah. slam Hell his yeah. arm in there like of of things that were a ridiculous and b unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's how Delta Force rolls. That, that is how Chuck rolls. That is true. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right. Was, that wasn't even any one-liners. I'm trying to think. Well, he kills, he kills, he kills the, the one guy in the bed, and he, yeah. he's like, something, something, sucker. Yeah. Night, night, sucker. I'm going to get you, sucker. He's like, like something like, night, night, sucker. Like, Chuck's kind of a bastard yeah. in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killing machine. Mm-hmm. But it's a half of America, so... Yeah, then there's an the awesome a... shot of him on the motorcycle with the silhouette in the back of the silhouette riding up the hill. Boners firing. Alright, my number one is the only scene that I remember from this movie, and it's pre- I remember it being way longer zipline, but him ziplining down from the like the second story of the house, <laughs> of the building with the Uzi in his hand. I don't care, just get down here. I mean, he's not even that high. I remember being like so. F- I remember being across a battlefield. <laughs> That's how I remember it. I think you're thinking of like the Miami Vice stunt show at Universal <laughs> Studios. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like I remember him coming in from like a tree line into a village and and all all the things across like over a minefield. And, <laughs> like uh, Tango and Cash when they they zip line out of the prison into the jungle, even though they're in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the urban jungle. So that's my number one the zip line Uzi scene. Scott, what's your number one? My number one is uh, the the mortar cycle 
<laughs> oh, that's good. Arr. The mortar cycle. Uh, uh-huh. So when he flips it, I completely forgot about the the actual mortar because they they did a couple close ups of him like f- toggling the switch on the the rockets or the the mortar, and I I didn't even think that the mortar thing was actually going to happen. Uh, then yeah, the rockets go off <laughs> like. The, the whole concept to me is so ludicrous. Like the, the how could those possibly be accurate? <laughs> but like anyway, you know, maybe the machine gun because you're like shooting in the, in the direction that you're facing the motorcycle, basically. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Like this is like '80s GI Joe nonsense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is mask. Yeah, mask, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, those little rockets look so goofy. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's I don't know if there's, if there's anything like that that exists in real life that's actual ammunition. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, like, the little rockets look so funny on the front of the bikes. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the mortars were cool. Like, I, <laughs> would it been funny if, like, he had to fire off, like, like seven or eight mortars until he hit the car because he had to like triangulate like, <laughs> like actual distance. Uh, but you know, I guess he gets it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Delta Force. Love, love, love the motor cycle. All right. Any audible mentions? Oh yeah. Shoot, um, <laughs> their uh, their black camouflage came in real handy when they had to go through that cotton field. Yeah, <laughs> in broad daylight. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my god! It was like, oh come on, guys, really. Um, another one was, and uh, I noticed this when we did um, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, where the lady they they made it a Jewish Chinese joke. There was another one at the beginning of this film. Oh yeah. So I, oh, okay. It's like so the, what. So that leads to, to one of my honorable mentions when she puts the ring in her mouth and then she hands it off. I'm like, that's fucking gross. Like, yes, like just hand it to a complete stranger. Um, but here, yeah, here, she, here. She, she like reads it. And she's like, oh, you know, Hebrew, are you Jewish? And she says, no, I'm Chinese. I'm like, OK, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's well, a was, joke. was that in vogue? <laughs> I guess in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. what, what other auto watches do you have, Alex? Uh, my last one is similar to Kevin Dillon. There was a lady Dillon. at the very end that was uh, <laughs> just this, had a big goofy grin on her face and just staring at the camera when the rest of the crowd was looking at the airplane and waving goodbye to the Delta Force, <laughs> thanking them for their service. <laughs> so if you look in the bottom right of the screen, you see this lady with like a big grin on her face like yeah I'm in an American movie this is great <laughs> yeah um, I I liked uh, when they were the Delta Force was taking off initially and like Lee Marvin's waiting around for Chuck and it's like I'm pretty sure in the military you go when they tell you to go like <laughs> he's like no I'm just gonna wait around for a few more minutes <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah so I thought thought that was funny um like Lee Marvin tells him to leave the keys in the van when he's clearly driving like a Bronco or some something like that like <laughs> it's not a van <laughs> whatever Chuck's driving it's definitely not a van um but Oh yeah. Lee, oh. Lee either improvised, forgot his line, or it actually said van, and they didn't like want to change it. 
to just leave your keys in the car, <laughs> which which would have been uh, would have been fine. And finally, speaking of Lee Marvin, he looks old <laughs> as f in this movie. Like, how is he still this... personally leading <laughs> special special forces? Oh, that's squad? true. I kept wondering about that too. He would not be actually on the battlefield. He's like all hunched yeah. over too, and he like in some of those long shots when he has to like move around. Like it's 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 funny. This was his last movie. It literally was. It killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Delta Force, damn you! Yeah, it's, uh, uh, oh, also, Father Malley is getting laid. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Lucky son of a bitch. You can't I can't take George Kenny seriously, by the way, after seeing no, you make, can't. Seeing make a guy <laughs> no, times. Yeah. Hey, I'm Jewish, I, just like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you one gotta of those, take all of us. One of those nuns is pretty hot too. So. Yeah, uh, Kim yeah. Yeah. Very young Kim oh, I, mm-hmm. I know. But yeah, it's I kept waiting for, kept waiting, yeah. Sorry, Frank. I'm gonna have to do this in the hard way. <laughs> Uh, he, at no point did he eat uh, an Ala- baked Alaska or a hot dog or a popsicle <laughs> or a slice of watermelon. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I guess the only other, there was the cat, not cameo, but the, what's her, Lainey Kazan, all the the big fat Greek wedding and all those movies when we were kids, I that's felt like she was right. There. That's right. That's yeah. her, huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's from Harry and the Hendersons, right? I remember being a bunch of stuff when you're in the eighties. Yeah. Um, She's still working. Good for her. Was yeah. it my big frat Greek wedding too? No, she's in Tales of the Jedi. Oh, I keep forgetting to bring that up, but I Oof. got beef with that show. It's rough. <clears throat> All right. Uh, any more honorable, honorable honorable mentions? Jesus. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> They got all mine, too. All right. Well, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex. I'm... Boy, it's still... Yeah. I'm going to have to give this a three. Because the movie is... Like, I, I don't... I can't tell you, like, almost anything that happened in the first parts of the movie. It's up until the action scenes at the end that I started finally paying attention. And it's like, no, that's too much, man. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty dark movie, beginning. Yeah, yeah. That too. That too, when it's like. I also was bored by it, too. Like, so it's like, hey, you didn't do this right. But yeah, three for me. All right, a three for me also. I did not like it, but. I don't know. I mean, it's a, close to a two, but. It redeemed itself a little bit at the end, I guess. I don't know. It was pretty bad, mm-hmm. but I, we've done worse. Uh, by the way, yeah, Scott mentioned it, I think, <laughs> right before we started. Uh, over two-hour length for movie for this is oh, ridiculous. God. This movie should be yeah, an hour and a no half, way. hour and 40. If that. <laughs> yeah. This movie should have been 70 minutes. Uh, so, yeah. But a three for me. Scott. A three. Uh, save for being lower just because of the the bad trashy factor in here that's fun to talk about um mm-hmm. I, I again robert forster is is doing yeoman's work here yeah yeoman's work. <laughs> yeah this is about the only one that's kind of ele- and steve james of course um of course that, that's elevating uh the the material here um but yeah this this movie's awful uh i it, it would be fun to have this on in the background like a party or something but outside of that i don't need yeah. to see this again I would. I, yeah, I'll probably. 
I don't agree with you, if Scott. Anything, yeah. It's not a background movie. The last 20 minutes, no. 30 minutes are. The rest of it's not. So for that reason, yes. I'm dropping it to a two. Because it's not okay. a... <laughs> well, I'm glad well, I talked to you. Well, last drop. Because it's not that. Yeah, it's terrible fun at the end, but th- you have to go through an hour and change of just... Ugh. Mm-hmm. All right. Change my score. So, so if you guys <laughs> get the DVD, just go scene yeah. select. <laughs> Bam, there it is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and now it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five uh, special squadrons, special squads, special forces. All right. In all of so media. Top five special forces. Mm hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start this off with. Uh, the A team? I know they were fugitives, but they were a special squad before they were yeah, fugitives. I, right? I will allow it and not, they got framed. And not just because it's on my list. <laughs> I will allow it and I'm not I'm mad it's not on my list. They're quite literally a, a squad, so yes, that hundred percent counts. There it is. Alright, my top five special force is the throat choke. No. Um <laughs> why God damn. Uh, I, I'm going with the, the the space marines from Aliens, just because. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah, Bill Paxton well, and his speech, and we're an ultimate team of badasses. So, <laughs> look into my eye. Yeah, I had to put one sci-fi-ish space thing on here. So there you go, Aliens, Space Marines, Scott, number five. I wonder if I, going back to Lee Marvin, is Duty Dozen. Nice. Uh, a much better movie. <laughs> um, that uh, uh, is definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it. Uh, it, it, it. It's definitely, like I kept saying how Delta Force was for the 80s, Duty Dozen was for the, the 60s. Uh, anyway, Duty Dozen. All right. Alex, number four. My number four is from a video game from Battlefront. The other Battlefront. Not Battlefront 2. The other Battlefront. And not other Battlefront 2. Uh, Inferno Squad. From that game where you play as What's-Her-Face that starts in the Imperial in the Imperial Army and then switches sides to the Rebellion. It was a good, pretty good uh, single-player campaign on that game. I recommend it. I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but not really. She's got the little droid that floats on her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane, oh, Jane Urso. I think <laughs> no. her name is. No. No, it's not Jane Urso. Oh, it's that's not, from. It's not Jeff's other girl. Yeah, that's not that's my uh, right. English muffin. No, not her. <laughs> I know who you're talking about because the character is based actually off a real actress. I mean, the, the model character, right? Off, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. What's this from? It's the Battlefront Star Wars uh, game. The, the Battlefront, Battlefront yeah, game. remake. Okay. All right. Uh, my number four, and I have to make sure I get the name of this damn movie right. Oh, Aiden Versio is the commander of Inferno Squad. That's it. Okay. 
uh, would be the the I don't know if they were Navy SEALs. I think they were Navy SEALs. Or it could be Marines, but from Zero Dark Thirty. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, but you know, the the movie based on the capture of uh, Osama. I guess not really capture, but <laughs> getting of Osama bin Laden. I think Chris Pratt was one of the guys uh, right before he broke. Um, pretty cool little scene. I like that. So Zero Dark Thirty. Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, number four, speaking of, of uh, something kind of similar, uh, Black Hawk Down. Um, so Higher see, on my list. Uh, I'll, I'll save most of it for you, but it it is interesting that Black Hawk Down has, like, you, you see the different military groups in this, which, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, if I yep, remember correctly, the Delta Force earned that, right? I don't. I don't remember. It's been a long time, but I, I know at, at one point, yeah, they actually spend in like the best, of the best, of the best kind of yeah. <laughs> like that available. Yeah, yeah. Did they all have Uzis? No, they did not have Uzis. <laughs> oh, I don't believe they were Delta Force. <laughs> they were all not American actors, though. <laughs> like Josh Hartnett. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number three. Number three. Speaking of sci-fi special forces, the Roughnecks, Oof. Starship Trooper. Oh, that's that's right. That's good. I like it. Rico, like it you is. know what to do. Were they special forces or they were just the mindless? I mean, I guess eventually the rough. Oh, no, they were just mindless grunts, weren't they? Yeah, but they were Kry- Krychek's roughnecks and then Rico's roughnecks. Okay. All right. Oh, I got Michael Bean's Navy SEALs from The Rock. Oh, okay. And they, don't, they, nice. they don't do too well. But <laughs> no. as as opposed to Michael Bean's Navy SEALs from Navy SEALs. Exactly. <laughs> or Michael Bean's Navy SEALs from the Abyss. <laughs> or Michael Bean's Navy SEALs right. from Terminator. Not quite Navy SEALs, but whatever. Uh yeah. Uh it's I know it's a cool little scene. Like I said, they all they're badass until they get killed by a bunch of other special forces. <laughs> well, Ed Harris had the grind high ground. That's right. You're down there. We're up here. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, number three. Okay. All right. Uh, my number three is the A-team. Just maybe you can find the A-team. They'll make a flamethrower out of PVC pipes and a can of DW40. Every episode. Every episode, you gotta wonder if the A team if they just started (laughs) from that point on every every objective that things would have gotten a lot smoother for everything. And one of their members doesn't like to fly. That is true. I ain't getting on no plane. All right, Um, Alex, number two. My number two is all time childhood classic, the GI Joe. GI Joe, all the Joes. Yo, Joe. Hey, That's kid, a good I'm one. A I like that. And they, they grew so big, so special that they had to have smaller special forces for their special forces. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like more than five G.I. Joe character names or no? Maybe. That's, I think I do. Uh, all good guys. All good guys. Don't... The, the good guys. Just the good oh, guys. Okay. The good guys. Yeah. Uh, this Flint, Lady J. Um... What's his face? Oh, they're snake eyes. <laughs> snake eyes. Of course, snake eyes. Roadblock. Yeah. 
Um, shipwreck. All right, you did better than I thought. I couldn't name all those. I was going to say Snake Eyes, and then was there who was the main guy? Joe? Isn't there? Who was the main guy? Who I always thought was either Flint or um, and, and the, the the blonde yeah. guy, right, with short yeah. hair, Duke. Duke. Flint, and, Flint and Duke are like the main. Yeah. Scarlet. Yeah, like first and second in command. Scarlet. That's right. Uh, who? Yeah, I'm sure. Storm Shadow eventually became a Joe. Mm. Storm Shadow? Wasn't there? Th- mm-hmm. There was a third woman, right? It was Lady J. Yeah. Scarlet. Oh, what was it? There was uh, Jinx. Was her name? Nah, no, maybe, but that's not the girl right. ninja. No. Wait, Storm Shadow? That's the white one? Yeah. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Right. But okay, then there's the one that like the dark gray camo. There was a third, like the third ninja. I'm going, I'm going. Comanche? Or I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, so there was Gung Ho. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, lo- I'm looking this up now. I didn't, I didn't come with it. Oh, Cover Girl. That was the other woman I was thinking of. Okay. Beautiful Breezy. Easy Breezy. Yeah. All right, uh, my number two is, yeah, the different uh, military forces in Black Hawk Down, as Scott mentioned, and I'm pretty sure they were called Delta Force. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. It's still, there was the group with, um, oh, who's the, I think he's an Australian actor. The guy played the Hulk, uh, Eric Bana. Yeah. And um, the guy from the beginning of the Dark Knight who puts the grenade, gets the grenade in the mouth from the Joker and from Heat. What's that guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much every young male actor was in this movie. <laughs> like, white young male wait, actor. Wait, gr- grenade in the mouth? Oh, the smoke bomb. Yeah, that, that, but it turned out to be a smoke bomb at the end. Yeah. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Oh, 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 oh I thought you said from Heat. I'm trying to think of the... Well, he's he's uh, also in Heat. He's uh, <laughs> what is Van Zant in Heat. Oh, 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 William Fincher. There you go. Fitchner, Fitchner, Fitchner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's in the... Uh, Ewan McGregor, but I don't I don't know that he's a part. He's not part of the he, special Delta Force. He's just part well, of Well, he is, the, but he's like injured, right? And then he has to go later. No, but I don't think he's part of the Delta Force. I think he's just part of the Marines. Because, uh, okay. yeah, then there's Orlando okay. Bloom, and then there's him, and then there's Hartnett, as you mentioned. and uh, mm-hmm. There was one of the guys from Train Spotting, besides Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah, and then... <laughs> the guy that gets his oh, hearing really? all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Voldemort, whatever his name is. I said it, <laughs> spelt it wrong the other day. I think he's Rafe, in it. Rafe Fiennes. Yeah, Rafe Fiennes. <laughs> Was it, uh, no, Ari was it, Gold? What, what, wait, that's right. It was uh, what's this? Jason Isaacs, right? The also from Harry Potter. Um, he's uh, Ron. <laughs> yeah, he's Ron Weasley. Uh, is he Ron Weasley. Yeah, he's he's uh, uh, uh fuck Malfoy, Luci- the Malfoy's father, Lucius Malfoy. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of when uh, I said Ray okay. Fiennes. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think Ralph Fiennes is in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, I think I think of Jason Isaacs. I am. Um, anyway, uh, I really like yeah. that movie and just how they show. Like, there's one scene right where it might have been that character who was yelling at Eric Bannock because he doesn't have his safety on in his gun, which is not a newsie. I think it's like an M16, which makes a lot more yeah. sense. <laughs> um, it's like my safety is my finger, and they just compete back and forth. That was just pretty cool. Um. I always joke about uh, one of our friends' bachelor parties turned into Black Hawk Down with us trying to get out of Huntington Beach. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to get a cab. Oh, go, go, go! <laughs> yeah. 
it was Jacob the pet? We were securing the package. Was it Jacob? Yes, yes, it was, it was, it was Jacob. <laughs> it was more like Counter Strike <laughs> than Black Hawk yeah, Down. Yeah, um, anyway, Black Hawk Down. I started watching it the other day and I got interrupted and I didn't get back, back and watch it, but it's so good. Um, all right. Sergeant Slaughter, by the way. Sergeant Slaughter. Have we done Black Hawk Down on the podcast? Because that's going on my list if we haven't. Oh, uh, we have not. All right, Scott, number two. Yep. My number two is Predator. Uh, no. The Duchess Squad. Nah, number one. Yeah, well, I'll save it for you, Alex. All right. Uh, number one, Alex. Yeah. Duchess Squad from Predator. It's awesome. That's pretty cool. Need I say more? I mean, I'm oiled up and ready to go. A, they're not an ultimate team of badasses, but they really are, actually. And they should be. Yeah. Go in there. Got time to bleed. This was the setup. What happened to you, Dylan? Used to be somebody I could trust. Yeah. It is cool when they attack that village, the base, the terrorist yeah. home base. Yeah, peak, yeah, peak, Sven, Sven Thorson. Yeah, peak eighties <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, yeah. South South America home terrorists, terrorist headquarters. <laughs> yeah, headquarters. Yeah. In, in Val in Valverde. Yes. by the way. That's right. Um, Spindle Thorson gets lit up. Yes. Stick, Stick it out. It's badass. All right, but that answer is wrong. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger's correct. <laughs> the right answer is just John Matrix himself. He is a special. He is a special <laughs> he force. Is a squad. <laughs> I thought about that, but his team sucks. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Valverde. He took well, out a whole goddamn army by himself. Why do they need why did he need a team? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> They get rid of the team yeah. at the very beginning of the movie, like they suck, that's and true. then uh, he does it all by himself for the rest of the movie, and he's badass. So that's the correct answer. Scott, what's your number one? Going to video games, uh, Mass Effect. Uh, I got I got like a half here, but uh, Spectres and N Seven, uh, both yeah. both equally badass. Uh, the spe- the Spectres more so, but. Uh, the, the N seven tag that you get on your your shoulder, or whatever the the patch mm-hmm. or the insignia, um, means you're like you're like one of the ultimate badasses in the universe if you get that N seven rating, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, somehow you're still level one when you start the game. That's yeah. an N seven. Yeah, I mean, don't think about it too hard. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I did like the idea that they they put a lot of thought into like. This is the future. Like this is what like the navy. Like everything's navy now, right? So because um, they're, they're all in space. Um, so this is what like the different like ratings are, and like I forget I forget what the N and the seven mean exactly because they're supposed to be like an N six or whatever and below. Um, but uh, N seven is like peak. Like you're like there's no more training for you at that point <laughs> if you're part of the alliance military. Um, it's badass because there's only like two or three and seven people you come across in the entire like trilogy um, it's like that rare and it's like very human centric so this is awesome anyways that's what I want very nice any honorable mentions um, I had the Call of Duty games I, I remember in the early ones like Spec Ops and Modern Warfare, and you get the little sniper missions and everything. I remember that. That's about it. 
I'm sure Metal Gear has some special ops stuff, right? Or you just kind of one man army in that too. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. t- there's the, the but I guess the bad guys are part yeah. of the squad. I, I think in three is like the most cohesive they are as like a foxhound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're fighting against like a group of like weirdos. <laughs> two's two's the weirdest where there's like you're fighting like a guy in roller skates that sets up bombs and stuff like it gets really out mm-hmm. there and vampires and <laughs> yeah the super special forces yeah, yeah. What, what was that were they psychos there's psychomantis in the first one no psychos do not explode yeah, yeah. when the sunlight hits them <laughs> <laughs> no matter how crazy they are Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So, finally, the documentary of the the greatest sports event that anybody has ever witnessed is on ESPN. The latest thirty for thirty that came out just at the end of May, the American Gladiators documentary. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I don't know. If it's gonna be worse than what wrestlers go through or slightly better but it seems bad yeah I, just from I, the I previous have, I, have, I have not seen it but yeah i'm willing to guess the uh, producers of that show did not care <laughs> yeah about what was <laughs> happening to their athletes or what happened to contestants too because i'm sure there were yeah. plenty of people on that show that that got like completely rocked yeah lit up that one guy with the tasmanian devil tattoo on his leg i just remember that guy as a contestant I'm sure he's in a wheelchair now. I don't know, but that Probably that was like must-see TV back in the day. That was. Mm-hmm. That, we set up uh, American Gladiator courses in like people's backyards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, there would always... It always ended badly when there was like a... Uh, uh, one of those little waiting pools that somebody would inflate. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that would not hold... <laughs> that, was, that was not a good break point. <laughs> God. So we would do that. We would like run up the slide and then like run across the, the jungle bars. <laughs> we do some crazy oh, shit. And then oh, yeah. we would do, what was that? Was it Powerball or the game where you'd have to like dunk the ball into little cones? But we just set up trash cans in the lawn and tackle each other while we were trying to. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were yeah. doing like uh, friends swimming pools. You like use one of the body boards and like. That game where you had to get past somebody to like, <laughs> to like block them from getting in the Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Which is also a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, super, no supervision, by the way, for any of this. <laughs> Occasionally, a parent would stick their head out to make sure nobody was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll never forget. Like, we would do, before we started this, I never thought of it. And one day we come home from, I don't know, we were, it was a weekend and we were like out shopping with our parents or whatever. We come home and our friend from across the street goes, you want to come over and play American Gladiators? And I remember like laughing and like thinking that's the stupidest thing. And then I was like, but I am intrigued. Yes, I will come over and play American Gladiators. <laughs> and then it turned into like our street staple for a while where we just kept adding more and more competitions and. Fun. You gotta have that qualifier though, like American. Because if you just said gladiators, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People <laughs> were not dying. Quite, to not lions. quite sure what that means. <laughs> it's a lions or eating. Or or something else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you like gladiator yeah, movies, yeah, Scott? Yeah, that's what I, thank you. That's what I was going with. <laughs> it's time for Neam News. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right. Uh, starting with a couple quick things about some Vigi games. Uh, so while I was on vacation, uh, I started up Midnight Suns, um, which is the Firaxis, um, the same people that made XCOM. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's too bad that it got, I don't know if it got panned necessarily, but it underperformed. Um, it wasn't like the hit they were hoping for. Which is too bad because they there actually was a lot of thought put into this game, uh, but it's it's effectively a like a turn based strategy game that's deck based, uh, which I didn't realize sitting when when I when I even bought it like I was expecting like XCOM, um, but I, I do like that it is deck based. I, I do like card games like that, um, but that's only like half the game. The other half is you're like in a without spoiling too much. You're in a base. And it's just this giant hodgepodge of Marvel stuff that they put a lot of thought into. Um, so you got these Midnight Sun characters, which were a thing. Um, you get a bunch of the Avengers. You get some X Men, and you mix them all together, and you're like, like you're you're like an original character um, that you're playing, and you're the character that you play is like a badass too. But um, which is which is fun. But you're like the team leader. Like you've got to keep everybody's egos in check. So of course, like. Tony Stark is going around being Tony Stark. Um, so you've got to, like, talk him and other people down from, like, killing each other. <laughs> and, like, Doctor Strange is in it. And, of course, him and Strange are, like, constantly bickering um, because they're, like, the two biggest egos in the, in the place. And um, and you get other characters show up that, like, maybe you're, they do get along or don't get along. And then, like, you know, without spoiling too much, like, Captain America becomes a character. And, like, they did a really good job with him because everybody likes Steve Rogers. Because he, because he's, he's, he's Steve <laughs> Rogers, so like he just gets along with everybody, like <laughs> like even the people that are like pissed off at all the Avengers, like they still like him, mm-hmm. like and uh, it's like Ghost Rider stuff. Um, there's, there's some great voice work. Um, yeah, just the whole thing's like really cool, um, and, and it's too bad again that that it didn't do well because um, I, I would like to see kind of more of this in the future, uh, but maybe it did do well enough, or maybe they'll. They think they they know how to like turn it around to to make a bigger success. Um, but yeah, it, it is good stuff though for anybody that that doesn't mind or enjoys like strategy games, um, but also who's into Marvel stuff. Um, like it's chock full of that, and they they put a lot of thought into all the characters. Um, so there's that, um, and that that's on everything except the Switch. <laughs> uh, and it's unfortunate that's not on the Switch because it would be a great portable game. I, I, I was playing it on my my Steam Deck, and it does translate well to that. Um, speaking of things that I managed to put in my Steam Deck, even though it's not on Steam, uh, Diablo 4 is now out. Um, so I've been been playing that. I'll, I'll hold off on more review. I, <laughs> I Diablo's never been my favorite thing. I, I really only played 3. I never really played 1 or 2. Um, but now that I'm playing 4, like I, I definitely put in a lot of time since I got the like early start on it. Um, if you got like the deluxe edition or whatever, um, which started last week. Um, but I don't know that I, like it's, I put in a lot of time into it, but I, I can't say that I really like it, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I will definitely finish up like the main campaign and, and see where I go from there. But it, it is very slick, uh, for what it is. Um, it, it's Diablo for anyone that's played that. Like it's not really too much different that, uh, uh, about that but 
you know, just updated engine and graphics and sound and everything. And I think maybe the biggest change is there's more of like a big cohesive world um, rather than like you just finish an act and go to a brand new place and that's that. Um, this you're when like kind of like Diablo traversing everywhere. Three come out because I remember us playing that or some of us playing that. Oh, let's see. Oof. Look it up real quick. That was 2014. I think it was before. I think that. it was before that. 2015. 2012. 2012. Jeebus yeah. H. Okay. So it's funny because it, it, it came out eventually on the on the Switch like in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2017, 2018. And I was like, wow, this is a great port. And then I'm, I stopped and think about it. I'm like, oh, this is like an eight-year-old game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it better be a great yeah, port. Better, better be a good port. Because <laughs> um, a bunch of... A, I remember like Jacob and Romero. I remember all of it was you, Alex. Or Scott. We played it on the Xbox or something mm-hmm. like that. Like over the holidays and... Because there was like yeah. uh, experience multipliers or something like that going on. And we were like leveling up like super fast. I remember that. And then I think I played it for like that Christmas break and then I never played it again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that that's out. Um, yeah, I mean, I recommend if you, if you like Diablo, I definitely recommend it. At least, you know, if you like three anyways. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good time waster. Um, it's, there's like a lot larger online element to this one, it feels like. Because you see, like, other people running around in the world when you're not in a dungeon anyways. Uh, or an instance area. But, uh, anyway, so there's that. Okay. And uh, onto a movie review. I snuck out to see Guardians Volume 3 last week. And I really liked it. Uh, I think everybody's been saying this, so it's not really a, a hot take. But definitely the best uh, Marvel movie of of this so we're on like yeah, phase, phase five nine, or, or like of, of since since Endgame. I think yeah. Jeff, you said the same thing basically. Um, um, I think like not just subjectively, but like objectively, <laughs> like just higher level of of like filmmaking all the way around. Um, you know, comparing it directly to like Ant Man and, and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, um, like just like, I, I enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp, but uh, but but um, nope, like you just like there's a lot of CGI nonsense going on in both movies, but there's just such a different feel to it. Um, like in, in Ant-Man, it, it feels like they're just standing in front of a screen, in front of a green screen for like, like a ton of the movie. This yeah. in, in guardians, it was a lot more organic. Um, it was a lot like both are really weird, but the weird in guardians, like felt more interesting, um, mm-hmm. you know, without spoiling charming. Too- without spoiling too much to, to many that hasn't seen it yet. Um, like they go to that one area where it's like, re- like I said, organic, but like <laughs> it really is like tissue and blood and like, yeah, a grown and piss. And like, of... if you're, if you're watching carefully, um, but yeah, it just, it, 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 you know, to keep this relatively brief, it just, it just felt like a great send off. Um, you know, it's, it's funny that, that it was this big, like CGI thing that was like the most heartfelt thing that I can remember seeing in a long time. Um, you know, maybe, yeah. may, maybe, um, well, that's not true. Uh, I guess everything everywhere all at once. Um, but maybe outside of that, like, yeah, it t- took these really weird genre movies to like mm-hmm. really be able to focus on, on this kind of stuff and, and resonate with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love, I love the it. I love that the, the villain was just perfectly hateable, like, they didn't bother with like any kind of sympathy or anything. Just, <laughs> just, just yeah. twirling mustache of the whole thing. Like, uh, no, no, like 
mysticism about it. Just, just this guy that's just like a complete asshole, basically. Um, but uh, yeah, I could definitely talk more about it. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, as usual, I, I dug the music. Um, like, I knew the Space Hog stuff was coming, but yeah, I still like, <laughs> still mm-hmm. liked to see that they. Yeah, because of the Zune, they had more more flexibility <laughs> with true, the music. They went up to the two thousands <laughs> for some songs. Yeah. So and and there were there were minor callbacks to the uh, the holiday special, which I enjoyed. Where they did a really good job of that, I thought. Where it's like, okay, I, I'm getting more out of this because I saw the holiday special, but nobody needed to see the holiday special. Um, no, no and, everybody needs to see the and, holiday and, special. other than other than during the credits. There's a picture of somebody. That would make no sense if you hadn't seen the, <laughs> the holiday special. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just really liked it. Um, this, like, I, I watched the the half in the bag where they talked about uh, Guardians three, and the the one guy I can't remember the names, but the Stoklasa J, the, the one guy that's like much more stoic, stoic. Um, yeah, it's probably J. Yeah. No, J. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, one of the, one of the guys was was like, um, like like it felt like the end of Marvel to him, <laughs> and it doesn't feel that that way to me. But I see what he was saying. Like, mm-hmm. th- this is this this feels like the last like maybe high point. I I really hope like I, I I'm not as down as Marvel as like on uh, as, as maybe Jeff. I don't know how you feel about it, Alex. Um, not, down's not the right word, but just like. Definitely, the excitement levels died off. Yeah, there is no uh, more excitement for me for these movies. Yeah, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. there's there still is for me, but it's definitely been tempered um, ever since Endgame. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this this was like this felt great, and I and I love that this was standalone too. There was no tie-in to really um, much of anything in this. Um, so yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, the whole Gamora it. stuff is a tie-in, but I right, guess. well, that's true. Uh, there, there was funny, like that whole elevator sequence. Like you could feel like that was just um, <laughs> James Gunn bitching about what <laughs> about what they did with his property, basically. Um, where he's like, "So she got thrown off of a magical cliff." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, heard he was James Gunn was upset with the the Russo brothers because of that. But he was very thankful to Taika Waititi for getting Thor out of the picture in the Thor movie, so he didn't have to deal with that in this movie. Which okay. I don't know if you remember, right? How yeah, Endgame yeah. ends like with Thor being idiot. with them, and then he gets yeah, yeah, yeah. the Asgardians yeah. of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's time for us to part. Yeah, you can have my ship, <laughs> or you can have the ship. Because if you had to answer that, I mean, that's twenty minutes, fifteen minutes of your movie gone, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, just uh, again, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm, I'm, I will definitely watch it again once it's on Disney Plus. Uh, so uh, that's mm-hmm. that's it for me. Unless you guys had something else to add about Guardians. Uh, nope. All right. Nope. Uh, it was great. Right. Alex, I'll watch it. Anything you wanted to go over? Uh, yeah, out of the blue. My family, well, my kids and I, not my wife, watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It is not as good as you remember. (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) I remember watching this as a kid, similar to like Delta Force. So it's like, oh, I remember this, you know, having a good time as a kid. The silly tomatoes attacking, killing people. And they do. 
but yeah, the movies is just not funny. I will say because I don't even want to put it on my list. <laughs> so bad. But there is uh, a couple of ins- two like really funny scenes that I thought were very comical. One was where they had like a whole military meeting, but in this like tiny, tiny room and people had to open the door, but then crawl on top of the table to get to the seat across from the room and everything. It was all cramped. So that was some nice comical uh, physical comedy. The other. <laughs> hey, there's Thrawn. <laughs> the. Uh, uh, the other funny part was when they actually had two characters that were kind of chasing after each other have two separate phone calls at a phone bank, but they edited the questions and answers, like the conversations together to form like this very weird, like four way phone call that was very similar. So I thought that was inspired. But other than that, the movie's <laughs> nigh unwatchable. So is it? Better or worse than Killer Clowns from Outer Space? It's worse. I mean, I kind of think look back fondly on Killer Clowns for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> yeah, even though I was very disappointed with the kills, they they put a lot more effort, and there's definitely way more budget <laughs> in that. I, I, like it's, oh. it's, I feel like it's harder to stay on on like on brand with the Killer Clowns than it is with Tomatoes. That's true. <laughs> I will say that. In Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, there was an actual helicopter crash that was not scripted, that was left in the film, and then they ad-libbed around it. Like, there's police cars just shooting at the tomatoes that were coming in, the helicopter flies in, and you can see the rotor dips down too low, clips the ground so it gets destroyed, and then the helicopter just crashed. Um, It's not one of these, of course, these big like news helicopters or cop helicopters. It's like the tiny one man, yeah. like almost, what do you call them? What are they called? Helicopters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But there's another name for like the smaller oh, chopper. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> the one? Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, you only live twice. Gyrocopter. Yeah. Gyrocopter. <laughs> kind of like that. So it was that around that was side. Bruce, so thankfully, was Bruce Spence driving it. Or it was it. not. Oh. Uh, the pilot only received minor injuries. Nobody else was hurt, even though everybody on set came close to dying. Um, uh, but aside from that, yeah, another movie that's way too long. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's way too long. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I've been meaning to complain about Tales of the Jedi real quick, the animated series. I saw one episode... It was pretty much a ripoff of The Simpsons where Maggie gets adopted by the bears when they go camping, and I was out after that. <laughs> I'm like, no, not touching this series. So I don't recommend it. Speaking of The Simpsons, I heard on Disney Plus they're they're removing some episodes if they think they're not appropriate anymore. Like I heard the Michael Jackson one has been removed. Uh, that one was actually done by the creators. Uh, I forget... Uh, like Gene, whatever, and, and David Cohen, I think, maybe. But anyways, some of the original producers that after you know, the uh, the the Neverland Ranch documentary came out, they're like, oh, we don't we don't feel right about doing this, so they asked Disney Plus to take huh. off themselves. Okay. No, it wasn't Disney that deemed it; it was the actual you know producers and creators that are like, you know what, maybe let's not show this no, anymore. No, uh, Apu stuff. 
uh, as far as I've seen, it's still there. Okay. And now we have to. Not that, I, not that I can really think of a specific example, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think he's on the show anymore. No, he's not as a character. Think, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, what were they? That's all. That's the only episodes that I heard were taken okay. off. Like it's in the past, like Seinfeld, right? The Puerto Rican Day, the Puerto Rican Parade. I think that's been removed for a while oh, now because yeah. that Kramer accidentally burns a flag or something. And yeah, off screen. Or what? Oh wait, no. What was the? the he st- tossed a cigar in the car, and the flag was in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't well, doing it in protest, but he accidentally did it. But still, like that's not cool. Mm-hmm. I guess. What? Whatever. This, <laughs> the mm-hmm. the what what. What was the uh, the Simpsons episode where they're in a rickshaw or something like rickshaw? Oh yeah, Mr. Burns. Yeah, Mr. Burns. And he and Smithers is yeah. pulling the rickshaw, yeah, and, he, and he's like, "You call yourself a Chinaman?" And they're like, "No, why dare you say that?" So they changed it to "You call yourself Chinese," and somehow that's better. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. No one does. It's not. It's not for me to judge. So. All right, my turn. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Uh, I saw Across the Spider Verse. I think that's the second one. Oh, yeah. We were just, well, I was just warned that it was a two parter. I'm not going to say anything about that, but um, it's two parter. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I didn't know that going in. And you're like, oh, this thing is going to be a four hour movie (laughs) unless they stop it here. But Mm -hmm. it was really good. Uh, Just as good as the first one, I think. Uh, they really go with the animation, and, and it's not really spoilers, but I, I want to say one thing. In the first one, we're stuck in Miles' world, and we have these different characters come in from other universes. So now, because it was others, and then so the animation and art style changes based on those different worlds, oh, t- awesome. which is pretty cool. Dude. And I guess if you yeah, really know, like when you when you go into like uh, Gwen's universe. It's more like how her comic was drawn and painted and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's, if you knew that kind of stuff, it was really cool. But overall, really enjoyed it. Um, highly recommend it. Um, hopefully, if there is when the next movie comes out, it's not another seven years or however long it's been. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, uh, I know we've talked about... I know Scott and I like this kind of stuff where it's like AFI lists and stuff like that. I don't have a new one of those, but I'm HBO Max. They have a hundred years of WB, and it's like a four-part miniseries. And it's just cool. You go down memory lane of just how the studio was formed, and then all the movies that came out then, and then you know, then they were the first one of the first ones to add good talky technology, and then all the way through to uh, Harry Potter movies and stuff like that. So if you're in the guy on movie history, and it's obviously it's very Warner Brothers uh, centric, but Watch it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any good nuggets I got out of there. Not really. I, I just forgot how many times they did mergers and stuff. <laughs> so many times. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess I did. I don't realize how studios work with TV. Like Friends is a Warner Brothers show. Like I never. I don't know that. Like it's, it's on. It's NBC. It's an NBC show, but not really. It's mm-hmm. they show it, but it's yeah, really. Yeah, it, it is. It's always been weird. Yeah, but how that works sometimes. I guess they came out with Friends and ER, as that's another one. They came out like the same year or something like that. So, talk about a hole in one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, I think that's it. Yep, that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're good. Then. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.